listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. <laughs> Great to be here, Pogues. I just um, got a lot of thoughts ro- rolling around in my head, you know? I mean, I just uh, a little thing I thought as we started our episode is that, you know, if God created the Earth, and when he did, he created the concept of power, what kind of subject would I be if I denied God? <laughs> Lollipop? Care for a lollipop, pokes? They I'm were, eccentric. They were Jolly Ranchers, which are true. I know. I'm 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 doing my own thing. I'm doing my own eccentric thing where I just sort of string the words God and power together, and sometimes my voice goes a little bit up. <laughs> my favorite part is that like they somehow created a ultra rich person more crazy than Elon Musk, and nobody reacts though. Yeah, it's but like, like not... he, he is insane around everyone, and no one's like. I think this guy might not be. I think he's mentally unstable. <laughs> Nobody's worried. He he acts like that. He force feeds the dude a Jolly Rancher, and he's like, "Can you give me access to an alien ship?" And that guy, not for a second, thinks, "I don't think this is a good idea. Maybe I yeah. should. Maybe I should go to the other eccentric billionaires in the world. Would Bruce Wayne want to build a bomb?" I also can't tell what what LexCorp does because it seems like it's Facebook or Google, which can get away with being wacky and having basketball courts because traditionally they're a purely online company and their offices are more of you know uh just a sort of sort of a place of gathering if you run like a a weapons company like you have to have factories and stuff so i don't understand why you have just like a funky office where people hang out and play basketball yeah and his his research lab appears to be held behind an all glass wall where he's doing mm-hmm. like top secret, like it'd be insane. It'd be like, I, I can't even think of like a good analogy. You could just walk by his offices and be like, "Hey, it looks like they're building." Yeah, I can see that guy's entire computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I guess that guy's unaware of you know business or blue collar espionage. White collar is the one I want to use. Yeah, um, I should also point out that like people like Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg have a reasonable understanding of the technology that is behind their companies, but that is typically offloaded to, like, groups of experts. You know, mm-hmm. Elon Musk is not, like, at home creating, like, flying cars by himself. Elon Musk you know what I mean? understands the technology that he wants to build. I don't think he could build it himself. <laughs> exactly, yeah, which is he why... He knows how to hire why... people who can do the thing he says... Which is why if our man Musk walked into an alien spaceship, I don't think he'd just start figuring stuff out. I think he'd just start tweeting about Tesla's stock price and the original Deus Ex. I don't understand <laughs> what he has going he, on. He'd just be like, life. I have to leave so I can appear on Rick and Morty. <laughs> worst, worst cameo ever, guys. Love your show. Get it together. Um, um, but yeah, this. But yeah, if you're not following the riffing we're doing here and you haven't read the audio uh titles of this podcast and you don't know what podcasts we're doing and you didn't listen to the minisode all i have to say is get your life together this is a wake-up call you can't be five minutes into an episode and not even know what podcast or content is being discussed i mean just straighten your shit out make a list put it on your fridge but you know what i do applaud somebody who's just randomly listening to random (laughs) podcasts and you know they're they're living life i'm over here listening to two podcasts total i'm scared to try new ones i don't want to have to try to catch up yeah (laughs) i'm really scared i had originally 
thought, you know what? It's a hundred episodes. I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm not going to be as, you know, grumpy and judgmental. And then Ben was like, hey, let's do Batman versus Superman. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. This is going to be a real challenge. I got three minutes in and I couldn't do it, guys. I could not do it. Well, Pokes, um, we all have our brand. Uh, uh, yours is, uh, as you just just mentioned, and mine, well, it's a mixture of uh, passionate optimism or um, aggressive criticism uh, mixed with a couple of bits. One such bit is mentioning when Chicago is appearing in these films. And guess what? This one opens on Chicago, baby! Uh, this this one opens. Yeah! It, it looked like Chicago. A big Home of, of Martha... Martha Wayne, exploding pearl death. That's us, baby. We got it. Oh, <laughs> yes. the, that's okay. I thought you were talking mm. about the... Um... That's the Aragorn Theater. Uh, fun note, they changed a bunch of the uh, signage around that theater uh, to make it look like Gotham and changed the name of our train at the stop there to be the uh, like the, the GN, or what, uh, the GTA instead of the CTA for Chicago. It's the, the GTA for Gotham Transit Authority. Uh, and it really confused <laughs> lots of tourists because suddenly the maps were made up and <laughs> the that, name that of does, the stop was different does feel for like confusing. a whole week. <laughs> uh, at first in that scene when they're leaving the theater and they're walking out, I just saw the marquee said really big Excalibur. And I was like, did they just take a 10-year-old boy to see Excalibur? That movie has so much nudity in it. It's not. And then I realized it said coming next week. And I was like, oh, Okay. As a good note, though, hold on a sec. Rent Excalibur. Oh, guys, okay, so uh, much nudity and incest. Um, it's not based on a comic book, is it? No, it's based on... Damn, uh, damn. I guess we could pretend like it's based on the <laughs> X-Men villain Excalibur. No, I and I think they're there to see Zorro, which I think is a callback to, like, the, Zorro was a partial inspiration for Batman initially. No, in, in the original comic, they are leaving, uh, I want to say... The Revenge of Zorro? I can't remember Space which Jam. One, but yeah, yeah, the original comic written in the thirties. <laughs> they're leaving Space that's Jam. That's why. That's why Bruce Wayne's uh, last line uh, in his existence is "No, I just watched Space Jam. That can't be it." Uh, you know, uh, no one wants to go out that way. But on, but, the, on the um, plus side, we got to see his parents get gunned down. I was worried yeah. that we wouldn't get to see that origin story again because God knows ask, we still need it. Were you excited? To, were you excited to see it again? I, cause I, I, I thought, you know, at first I was like, wow, I can't believe they're doing this. But I thought, you know what? I'm sure somewhere out of 7 billion people who are somehow going to go see this movie, one of them has somehow never heard of the largest comic book character in history and has not seen one of the 40 different properties that explain his parents got shot. Yeah. And I guess they have to do some early Batman stuff because the, the Batman that we get in this film is fast forwarded into like old age right i mean we're getting like a really grizzled worn out ready to quit batman at this point when the story picks up is what it feels like at least yes yeah yeah well it's this was and this is sort of the problem with this movie well okay there's like 800 problems with this but this movie is supposed to be like the dark knight returns the frank miller comic mixed with the whole uh, like Crisis on Infinite Earths, basically. So yes. Some jammed up combination as, of those as two if, things. As if the only part of Crisis that made it in was to tell you that there's a crisis, but then eh, don't ever go back to that. Don't resolve it. Don't have him try to figure out. I mean, there's so many things in this movie that they are like, here's this, 
Do you care? No? Alright, cool. We don't either. There's no reason to go back. Well, don't We worry, just spent ten minutes back. on it yeah. for some reason. Because there are a lot of threads. Because in what... And this is, and here is my core problem with this movie. Is that there are no acts. No. There, There is not a clear act moving into another clear act, moving into a third clear act. Now, you watch something like... Uh, you watch something like like an Indiana Jones film or like a Star Wars movie where uh, you start with like uh, Luke on Tatooine and then it's them traveling through space, zigzagging to the Death Star and flying in the Falcon and then they're having a Death Star fight and that's one, two, three acts done. Maybe a prologue in there too, you know, with the, mm-hmm. with the rebel, rebel ship attack. That's that's your act structure. There really isn't and, and, and everything changes from act to act in a good movie that's doing it subtly where like you're in different locations in each act. There's different tones and themes and music choices. You know what I mean? Like everything is sort of sh- shifts along with it. You don't have that here. I mean, we're just we're in Africa watching uh, Lois Lane try to like work with the CIA by accident to solve a weapons crisis and hostage situation, and then we're like thrown forward to watch Batman try and like hack Facebook's computers, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. And then they all just like roll into the next scene with no real tether. And none of the stuff ever really comes back or makes sense. Superman is accused of killing all these people in the village, but we see the people who kill them. It's Lex Luthor's private, like, his version of Blackwater. And they shoot all those people. Who went to that site and was like, I think Superman murdered all these people with a gun. As he's one to do. We've seen seen (laughs) Superman use a gun all the time. I mean, sure, he could basically punch a person into dust, but for some reason he decided, I want to go a little... And they use special bullets that can be traced back to LexCorp? Why? People die with regular bullets. You, you could have just had regular guns. What would be the point of... Because cre- that doesn't seem to be what links it to Superman. It's what links it back to LexCorp. So this dude hires a group of murderers to go and stage the sloppiest setup. With special bullets. With special bullets only he can make. Thus making sure that if anybody looks at this... At all, they'll be like, I think Lex Luthor murdered all these people. Also, and then paid why? one lady to say it was Superman. It's a ragtag group of terrorists, as far as I can tell. Why do they need special bullets? They aren't Superman. Yes, and, and they're not attacking Superman. That was the thing that got me. Was I was like, they're like, it's special bullets. I was like, oh, this will come back. But the first time I saw the these, movie, I thought these the fucking bullets... Full Metal Jacket MacGuffin bullets are yeah. going to definitely tie everything back in. And I was like, oh, they have to be somehow connected to. But, but like, they're going to be used to kill Superman. No, Lex Luthor just what? basically signed all these people's death warrants and made sure everybody knew he did it. When when they. Uh, are in Africa the whole time I'm wondering what are we doing here you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like and I shouldn't be these are look look look, we've done a hundred of these these are superhero movies they're not that complicated traditionally there's a big bad man and a bunch of flying fun people and we watch the fun people fight the bad man and if it's clever and interesting and has some funny jokes and great visuals we have a good time I I shouldn't be like why are we at an arms deal in Africa? And, and, and why is why is Jimmy Olsen in the CIA? And why is he also not, now I don't dead? Think that's Jimmy Olsen. I it think is. It, it, it is. It's in the credits. That's Jimmy Olsen, who is now dead. What a weird way to introduce Jimmy Olsen <laughs> no, it, and then Mercy. They don't even say his name, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. But I, I, I opened. I was watching on Amazon, and I opened the credits to see like who's in this scene. And yeah, that 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 is listed in the credits as Jimmy Olsen appearing in that scene. 
that who is, is now dead. So bizarre. And, <laughs> and see, like this is the thing that we were talking about a little bit before we started. Is to me, this movie is one of those films, and this is like my biggest pet peeve with movies: is a mo- when a movie can only exist because everybody in it is really, really dumb. That's not good. Like, and you're like, oh, but everything tied together. It's like, no, it didn't tie together. It only tied together because every person at every moment in every scene makes the exact wrong choice and never questions it. Batman is, for some reason, wants to kill Superman. In this movie, all we know is the world's greatest detective believes Superman killed a bunch of people in Africa, possibly with guns. Well, and now no, he's a bad I mean, guy. His motivating factor is is seen before this, in which he is watching the alien 9-11 take place. Yes, but now at the end here, of Steel. here is my main problem with the this opening. He shows up. Now we've watched Man of Steel on this. Those fucking yes. alien spaceships show up, and they are there for about fifteen to twenty minutes before Superman and Zod start even fighting, and possibly they're there for even longer. Because they actually break before Superman shows up to fight Zod. Superman destroys the one, and that's and then he goes to kill Zod. So in this timeline of a previous movie, Bruce Wayne's company is continuing to do business as normal while an alien spaceship outside is creating a gravity well that is picking up everything near it and slamming it back down and slowly getting out. They don't go to evacuate the building till Bruce Wayne calls them? What the fuck? Like, it makes no sense. Do you think in yeah. 9-11 people saw, like, they hit the building and they were just like, I guess we'll all just stay here and I'm sure everything's fine. Just go back to sending those emails. Like, people fucking left buildings instantly. I, it's so crazy. And then I'm, and then he sh- you see Superman show up. And I, I my first note was just like, wait, why aren't they evacuating? And then when that guy dies, I was like, you know what? I got to say, this one's on you, Jack. Like, Take some fucking, you're a manager. You should have had those people evacuate as soon as an alien spaceship showed up. Do you Work not have, have a safety canceled. manager on this floor? Yeah. Who is the safety officer? Because he he should have a binder and a plastic hat, and the binder should say, if aliens crash into buildings, or also, in parentheses, literally anything crashes into the building, leave the building. So, yeah, so in my, in my opinion... Jack is the villain of this movie. Either that or Bruce Wayne, who didn't empower his employees it's, to leave a building during a natural disaster. Yeah, They're the is, reason those is, people died. It is the Wayne uh, the Wayne HR department that is the, the true villain yeah. of this film. <laughs> it, it's Bruce's but inability to delegate. Let me, you know, let that's me step the away problem. from being critical for a minute. There is something I like about this, which is that when people saw Man of Steel, lots of people were saying, wow. They destroyed everything. Yeah, How could you he, even like like Superman? Yeah, in he this, he murders conservatively a hundred thousand right. people. They die, and the movie, and 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 this movie opens with a person of of significant power witnessing that, and then having a change in opinion of that character to the point where they want to pursue them and come up with a solution. And that's a common theme. You know, we talk, we see like Justice League moments where Batman reveals that he has a sort of a. Uh, a uh, a a like a nuclear plan for every hero in case they go rogue. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a there's, common. There's a, there's a great cartoon they made called I think it's called Doomsday. I think that's yeah. the one where they bring up that somebody hacks Batman's system and uses all of his plans to kill all of the Justice League in case because he has a plan in case any of them go rogue. He wants to be able to kill them, which is a great thing. It's very it's very true to Batman's character. Mm-hmm. And so to see to see Bruce Wayne experience that in this like big you know disaster film like like sequence here 
and then him to go back to his cave and be like, I need to come up with a solution. That is an applicable concept That's, for Batman to take. That would be that a great sense. concept if then throughout the rest of the movie, he he is seen to be, he should realize that like Superman is, is then shown in a really long montage just saving people's lives in a really dumb, overly sensationalized montage where at one point these people are in a flood and they're getting ready to die and he's just flying above them while they look up at him. Well, folks, don't forget that they grabbed all the necessities as they climbed onto their roof. Yes. Uh, not food, uh, n- nothing that floats, it appears, no blankets. Uh, they did grab a bucket of paint, though, on their way out, yes. <laughs> which is smart. <laughs> so they could write, Superman, save us. And then he just looks at them. But the thing that gets me is, like, at this point, Batman's one reaction, like, his whole thing is motivated off of his need to be able to stop Superman. And if the idea was he wants to get kryptonite so that if it needs to be done, he can kill Superman. That, I'm with you. That makes perfect sense. He seems to then blame Superman for a terrorist blowing up the Senate building. But mm-hmm. how is that Superman's fault? He's yeah, he's no. technically a victim, and that guy is a moron, because why would he think a bomb would kill Superman? So that's and that's where it like starts getting to me over and over again. And then I also thought that senator knows Lex Luthor is going to kill her right then. Why doesn't she just say Lex Luthor is going to kill us? Because it's being televised. And then when they blow up, they'd be like, "That's weird." She called him out right then, <laughs> and they would have launched an investigation. But the thing that gets me is, is Batman is is billed throughout comics and in movies as the world's greatest detective, but he is so dumb. He can't figure out that Lex Luthor is behind all of this and setting it up, even though Lois Lane figures it out by looking at one bullet. She figures out that Lex Luthor is guilty and is trying to set Superman up. Yeah, and you're you're really not like I'm downplaying Lois Lane, but I mean like Batman has billions of dollars worth of things at his disposal, and he can't figure it out. This woman who has to beg for a coach flight to another another city somehow figures it out. It's almost like it would almost seem more interesting if 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 Bruce Wayne was like, I need to find a weakness for Superman, and then that led him to find the concept of kryptonite, which then led him to who had the kryptonite. Let's just say that Lex Luthor has obtained it, uh, because why he why we have to watch him argue with Senates for mineral licenses? It's yes. it's fucking trade federation shit all over again. I don't care. What would no been, one does. What would have been more interesting <laughs> is if Lex wanted to set it up is he should have made it like known that he had the kryptonite and Batman goes and steals it, but he sets it up or whatever so that Superman comes and is basically like has to go like totalitarian and stop Lex Luthor because he's like you can't have this mineral that can kill me. And then Batman's like, "Oh, you know, like, play it so that it looks like Lex is the victim, and Batman's like, I gotta get a hold of Kryptonite, because Superman doesn't want anybody to have it, and that's dangerous. Why, you know, like, he doesn't want anyone to have a deterrent against him so that he can't be stopped. I need to be the person who has the deterrent. And then have something set up that actually makes sense, that looks like Superman did something wrong, or Lex Luthor forces him to do something wrong, and be like, there you go. So Batman's like, I have to stop him before he crosses the line even further, and we have no chance. Would have made way more sense. In this situation, Batman appears to want to kill him for all sorts of number of reasons. Again, he's never even notified that this one guy's not accepting his payments after he was injured in the Metropolis thing. He needs to learn to delegate work, man. You know, nobody's following up on things. Bruce is a terrible CEO is what I'm saying. (laughs) 
we shouldn't have bailed out Wayne Corp. You're right. That the way the movie takes this this setup that I think we both agree is a a perfectly decent one. That we that that Batman anyone would watch the events of Man of Steel and be like, I don't know if this guy should be here. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this is not great. Um, That's a perfectly logical thing to understand. Batman wants to maybe not kill Superman, but wants to create a solution to Superman if it's needed. That somewhere between those two extremes, it's a great place for him to be, which is where it seems the movie wants to take him and then does not. However, Superman is dealing with an international crisis with some where he has crossed national boundaries and attacked, you know, uh, uh, militants in some foreign country to rescue his girlfriend. Uh, and which the government again, is mad at him. Just to be sure, he actually only attacks one militant because everybody else is dead when he gets there. But people think yep. he shot them all. Yep, doesn't for make sense. some reason. And apparently, that's causing a lot of drama that he has to deal with. So he has like an international crisis where like the the people of the world are now for the first time starting to be like, should Superman be here? Which is a crazy because if if the fact that he tackled men tackled a guy through a skyscraper using his eye lasers and killed conservatively millions let's just say he didn't do that let's just say he killed 50 people people would still be like why did he fly through all these fucking buildings like metropolis never would recover it would be detroit by then like you cannot have they they cause trillions and trillions of dollars worth of property damage that would never be able to be fixed if you're throwing a house party and two people you don't know show up and get into a fight and break all your windows and all of your like material possessions, and then finally one guy punches the other guy and knocks him unconscious. You don't build a statue to that guy. You look at both of them and you go, "Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing?" It, it also like, it appears that Metropolis... even if that guy came over and helped you like clean your gutters the other day, it's not enough for you to be like, "Cool that you're here. Thanks for saving us from this fight." What I love too is though, it appears as though Metropolis, like this movie, I think is taking place maybe a year later at yes most, metropolis looks as though nothing has happened all of the buildings are back there's a monument now that's perfect like how long did it take us to build the 9-11 monument like that, that the rubble was there for years why they cleaned yeah. it out this guy's knocked over 82 fucking buildings and two days later everything's just back that's what i mean this movie it just and then later they do something which i actually found hilarious is uh, after they try to shoot the two of them with missiles and Doomsday crashes, or I don't know what the... I, I'll be honest, I kind of checked out during that fight scene, but Doomsday lands on an island, which th- when he hits, they make sure to tell you. They're like, oh, he landed on, like, you know, Old Man Island. Luckily, it's abandoned. And I was like... Oof. I was like... Or they, maybe they said uninhabited, but I was like, oh, wow, that that's weird. And then Batman's like, I gotta bring Doomsday back to Gotham so I can get the spear to kill him. And you're like, well, couldn't you just fly to Gotham, get the spear, and fly back to... But whatever. They you're very up... fast. Yeah, they show up then. And thankfully, Wonder Woman's like, aren't a bunch of people going to die? Because the only character in this movie who actually gives a shit about anybody else is Wonder yeah. Woman. She has the common sense to be like, I think a bunch of stuff's going to blow up. Is anyone here? And Batman says, no, don't worry. This is an entirely abandoned district of Gotham. As in... There's nothing there but full standing buildings and what appeared to be a power plant that I guess isn't manned by anybody because Superman throws Doomsday into it and it blows up. But their need to constantly be like, there's no one here. 
They're not killing anyone else. It's just Doomsday and the three of them fight. I just found that, that hilarious is, that they felt so yeah. needy to be like, well, we that can't is, we can't have Batman be involved in this. That's why he's mad. That that is very Dragon Ball Z, where it's like one of the main villains will challenge everyone in a city center, and then they'll go like, let's fly to some in completely impossible <laughs> empty desert where we're gonna fight and throw each other into rocks <laughs> yeah because well i mean the, i appreciate though that villains in dragon ball are nice like that they don't want to yeah. cause property damage but the point that i was driving towards is that even though it's mishandled i think the logic of batman be, the of the verses the batman being guided into to be into being angry at superman after seeing the whole man of steel shit makes complete sense Batman or Superman suddenly is now considered maybe people were like not so keen on Superman, uh, not from the events of Man of Steel, but from, as you said earlier, where they suppose that he shot a bunch of militants yes. somewhere in and, the and, Middle East. And keep in mind, the people who are protesting are, I mean, are Americans. They're at the state house and they're mad that Superman may have been involved in a thing in which he went into at the beginning of the movie explains that guy is a warlord. The man who takes Lois Lane captive, they are warlords selling either guns or people, and they're trying to control the area they're in. So all of a sudden, people were cool that Superman killed a tenth of the population of Metropolis and caused trillions of dollars of debt, but he went and killed what appears to be a group of... And then one lady says, he killed all my village, which we never see and would be easily... Again, we assume those soldiers killed them. So they were all shot with guns, and nobody questions that, and then they all show up to protest that. It's so uh, unless, bizarre. Uh, we can't get uh, Americans uh, to protest anything worthwhile. I know. <laughs> especially, yeah, there are real crises happening in, in, in foreign countries with, with warlords killing people, and it is not news. We couldn't even get the fucking government to admit that there was a genocide in Doffer, even though it was reported for like 12 fucking years. Where they were like, I don't know if we want to weigh in on this. Superman but, but kills getting... one lore lord and people are like, I don't know, we should really show so, up at the courthouse. Th- that's incredibly stupid. But Superman is dealing with this in the movie, right? The crisis is that humanity, namely the United States government, is starting to turn its head away from Superman as a trustworthy ally. That's all going on. And then one day, while Superman is, I guess, making eggs, he sees a video of a criminal that has been banded by branded by Batman. And he mm. was like, well... I guess that's my priority now. What, what, um, I, what I love is, too, <laughs> is the reveal that Superman's upset that Batman is branding criminals. And for some reason, that's an issue. In a world where everything else that happens in real life is happening. Like, right, Bat- exactly. Batman is introduced as coming back when he shows up at a human trafficking warehouse and he beats the guys inside almost to death and then brands them so that when they're in prison, they'll be killed for being branded by Batman, which I don't really know why you would do that because probably a lot of people in prison will eventually be branded by Batman. But yeah, yeah, and Superman thinks that's an issue, is that Batman might be taking the law into his his own hands and killing criminals. This, for some reason, seems to bother Superman. A man so much so who, that he drops who, everything he's doing, including yes. the international crisis that he's involved in. And a man who had a hard time deciding whether or not to murder a guy who was murdering several million people in front of him and was like, I don't know if I should... T-. Like, It's just so bizarre. Like, Superman just seems to be all over the place. 
And, and that's part of the problem is that, the, like, when harkening back to Man of Steel, which is referenced in this film, when he kills Zod, it's supposed to be this big moment because we, as an audience, came into the movie understanding the, the moral boundaries of Superman because the comics did all the heavy work for us. They all did the work well, establishing because the everybody parameters knows of his that, personality. Like, Superman is a Boy Scout. Like, that's his defining characteristic. Right. Is, is Superman is black and white morality. And that's why Batman is his polar opposite, because Batman's whole morality is gray. He's willing to become a criminal if it can do actual good. Superman's never willing to cross that line. That's why those two characters are interesting against each other, because they're two sides of a debate. So, so Batman shows up to this warehouse district to stop human traffickers. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's there for a, a bigger purpose of yes. like the kryptonite, but he's there to... Again, kill human trap, or kill, kill or arrest or stop whatever. It's hard to tell where Batman's boundaries are. It Especially used to be not killing. Yes, in this movie, Batman he's cannot fucking... kill people quick enough. He is like, <laughs> yeah. like from go, he's like, who can I kill? Who can I kill? I mean, I've never he seen a man so trigger happy. <laughs> Which we'll get to the dream sequence later. But he he loves killing. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> oh boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> here I go go killing again. But he he. He is stopping human traffickers from bringing something in. Obviously, Superman doesn't know it's kryptonite. But he shows up to stop Batman from stopping criminals to say, stop doing the Batman thing or I will kill you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, Superman? Yeah. Where did we get here? How did we get here? Superman's response to another man taking the law into his own hands and that upsetting him is, stop it or I'll take the law into my hands and kill you. <laughs> Because it's, again, Batman is doubling down on his own. And it, yeah, I wouldn't kill Batman Zod, is like, but I'm upset yeah. at you. Batman says, "Batman says you killed millions, including many of my friends and coworkers." And Superman's like, "You were mean to two criminals." Yes, and, and, and technically, when it first when it first turns out, Batman hasn't actually killed anyone yet. He just brands them, and then they're killed in prison. I guess for being considered like weak or stools of the Batman. So Batman technically just... hasn't done anything. It's not he, he has no control over what people do in prison. Clark Kent wants to like go on a, a not, not just he doesn't he wants to hit, hit Batman two ways because Clark Kent wants to write a whole expose blowing Batman up, getting everyone to turn on him, showing that Gotham is worse than ever, like just absolutely tear down Batman. And then he also wants to fly to wherever Batman is, stopping crime because this is a crime that he was stopping. Yes, it was. A, it was it was it was shipping essentially a weapon of mass destruction into the states so it can be used, and I guess Superman wanted Batman wanted to steal it. That's a yes, whole and, thing. And, but and Batman rightfully judged Lex Luthor to be insane psycho weirdo who shouldn't have access to anything, not even like a vaguely sharp letter opener. But Batman shows up to say, "Cut all this out," because I saw a news report and I didn't like it. Anyway, I guess I have to go stop nine different fires across the globe and also resolve a complete. <laughs> abandonment by humanity that is rejecting me as a concept i should probably go deal with that i don't know why i'm here also and that's and because another question is when everybody was like he murdered all those people in the village why didn't he immediately show up and be like uh, i didn't kill any of those people like i, <laughs> yeah. I showed up and got lois she was with a, a a warlord who i guess i probably should have stopped earlier because he was probably using like children soldiers so that's probably bad but we'll come back to that i just showed up there i don't know how all these other people got shot repeatedly in the face it's not really my M.O. I think you guys might be being played. No, his response is, I guess it just won't say anything and it'll blow over. 
Yeah, and I, I guess I might as well attack the people investigating this whole yeah, issue. I'm also very um, upset by this Batman character. Not that I'm being we, besmirched in public. Now, uh, Batman for something I did not do either. It's not even like he's like, I'll take the blame. I did something like I, I killed a warlord for the greater good. It was wrong of me, but I'm not going to defend myself. He's like, I didn't do this. Oh, well, I won't say anything. Yeah. He's now, choosing I'll, the I'll, no I'll, defense defense. I'll let them think I did. Um, but these two characters come to a head the first time uh, fully uh, at, I guess, a Facebook party for oh Dr. Facebook. All right. Look, first, real quick. I just have to say this. This movie deserves an award for one thing. It is somehow finding a worse Lex Luthor than Kevin Spacey or that guy who played Hackman's double in Superman 2. I have never disliked a character. And not like I was like, ooh, this guy's bad. I was just, my whole thought process was, this person could not have existed in real life. Even being super rich, somebody would have beat him to death. Or some, he just wouldn't I, have been able to function. His father would have beat him to death because no one would allow somebody to grow up and be this cartoony and smug and dumb at the same time. A, number one, you hit it on the nail there because this is just like a weird Joker, which is not what we need because we have that already. And I, I know it's Jared Leto and it's not great, but we have someone who's like kind of weird and eccentric and always is lilting their voices up and is uh, always vacillating between being like, comically lighthearted and talking about murder like that's the joker we got that we're already there it already exists we need we need lex luther we need the brooding yes. maniacal genius we need somebody because like you at no point are you you think this guy's a genius this is the right. smartest the whole time i kept thinking is oh the reason he's playing basketball at his company is he's not actually allowed to do anything because the stockholder the, the board of directors was like this guy's insane we can't let him near any of our equipment. Let's just build him a fake building where there's a bunch of lasers that shine on rocks and he'll never know that it's not a real lab. Just put some the, fucking Jolly and, Ranchers out there. And his age is also the problem because um, because the, he's very young. He's super, super young. And he, and the, I, I, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg, I don't know what his actual age is, but they play him even younger than that age probably. Yeah, yeah, in classic they're, Hollywood they're playing, fashion. Yeah, they're playing him at like 28, it seems like. You know what I mean? He's like super... He's super young for Alex, but more importantly, that also is uh, reinforced by he keeps talking about his dad, which is supposedly why he hates God. Which I was like, "All right, all right, Zach, you good?" Like the laziest thing. He's like, "Oh, my father was mean to me. He beat me. Blah blah blah." And it's just, I was like, "Oh, okay." But, but the other and thing also, is at that... no point in time is he shown to being smart. He's not a genius. No, that's what I mean. They, they, they clarify that he's like 20-something, I guess, and that he inherited the company completely constructed by his father. And maybe he's given it more golf carts and salad bars, but he has not he has not revolutionized the company. He is not Tony Stark. No, I disagree, not... Ben. He did introduce all those standing desks, and I think that really <laughs> upped productivity. Because I think he's just like an eccentric character that has now yeah. taken the helm of this company that was I mean, already powerful. Yeah, and Lex Luthor is supposed to be a like a mega genius. He's supposed to be possibly the smartest person that's a human in the DC universe. And so he should be like a Tony Stark, where he's a genius and he's created all this stuff. But the only thing you see him do is trick the world's dumbest space machine into just doing whatever he says. Which is also deeply confusing because the space machine is owned by the American government who have built an entire facility around it and have been studying it. And I guess 
they haven't figured out how to press the button on the pillar in the middle of the big room. Also, because that's all it took, apparently. Also, this would be, like, we have a nuclear bomb and some guy was like, I'd like to come and look at it. And they were just like, yeah, just whenever you're, you come by, we'll leave out all the blueprints and everything. Will anybody be there to watch me? Nah, we're sure you're fine. Like, we'll you know what I mean? Around. Like, nobody is there watching him at all. Also, an important for what? Like, the, the premise is there is that the senator doesn't want to work with him, but the senator's, I guess, aide is willing to work with him? Is that who that guy was with the Jolly Rancher scene? I don't, I think he was just supposed to be another senator. Uh, I, I, pretty confusing. Very dumb. But the, the premise that guy sets up is that he comes to Lex and is like, I can get you access. Let's work something out. And the whole time I'm wondering, like, for what? I mean, I guess he's the the, the, at the helm of a powerful company, but what is he going to do? This like, guy, what, yeah, how, how is he going to help you? I think he Why? wants to have a Superman deterrent, but there's no real explanation as to why or what he wants to do with it or what the game like he's just like yeah i'll get you whatever you want with no oversight to do something like i'm not going to ask how you want to stop superman but just tell me you can do it it's so bizarre and also like i don't think this one guy could just do this like you know what i mean if an alien spaceship was there i don't think one senator could just be like yeah i gave a code to the front gate to this one guy let him in and everybody would just be like i guess this one senator told us to you know what I mean? Yeah, I it's so, there would be like a whole committee, and it wouldn't be up to senators. I don't think. I don't think a senator can say, "Yeah, you can go look at top secret military." I secrets. don't think Elon Musk can be like, "Can I go to Area Fifty One and just kind of wander around?" I promise, I'll make you a Tesla. Like, I don't yeah. think that's a deal that anyone would strike. I don't it's, get it. It's so weird. And then, like you said, when we but let me ask you this, folks. Let me ask you this: What if you could try and boil down? Lex Luthor's plan in this movie. What is it? Lex Luthor's plan is to kill Superman for some reason. He, I guess, is mad at Superman or is worried about Superman being a threat. But possibly. But then, why? Why has he kidnapped Martha, uh, Martha Kent, and hired distraction terrorists uh, to hold her hostage? Uh, so that she, he would... Because he has that scene where he's like on the roof of I, the building with Superman and trying to... trying to, uh, Not trying to, but successfully convincing him to fight Bruce Wayne, fight Batman, uh, because of the hostage that he has. And I wonder, why is he trying to kill Batman? Is, does he just want them to fight publicly so that people will reject the idea of superheroes because he failed because they fight in a dark warehouse where no one sees it i think his Uh, end goal is i think he thinks that he can that batman will win or if nothing else superman will have killed batman and i guess that why would he think that because he's not working with batman i guess he just knows batman's good i I don't he would not he doesn't have any awareness that batman has built a super suit i think he must he, he knows batman took his kryptonite because batman in a very cool move, left his fucking signature on his crime. Nice, nicely done, I and, guess. And I Batman. guess maybe that's it. Maybe his thought is he needs to have Superman fight, but no, because he's already set the whole thing up, hasn't he? Yeah. So you know what? It makes no sense. It would only make sense if he set everything up after Superman stole the kryptonite because he's like, I need whoever, or Batman stole it. I need whoever has the kryptonite to kill Superman for me because that's the only way to kill him. But if he, he would have always had to know Batman would steal it. 
but he seems surprised when bat i don't know man this movie's really sloppy <laughs> yeah and th- and that's one of the things that's bugging me so much is that it's like uh, this the, the scenes don't the scenes are every individual scene is just there so that the dialogue that someone wrote that they think is really great it is really just rejected drafts from a first attempt at an essay from a philosophy 101 student um it's so bad his yeah. stupid dialogues i mean there's a couple of a couple of good lines that i did like i will say but they leave lex to deliver all the the morals that they or the themes that they're trying to pass to this movie and he does well a he does it in the wacky voice with weird you know uh weird asides that are very confusing but also he's just constantly saying like god's in power and it's not fair and we shouldn't give god power because then god will kill us it's all it's all nonsense and that all is to set us up that he wants the two people the the two heroes to fight so he can be tougher than them like i don't there's no thread here to follow i don't know what he's doing and the problem is is that he is driving the machinations of the film from start to fucking finish so that's a huge flaw if you haven't figured out what your villain cares about or why they want to accomplish something then there's nothing to watch I think though we both should have known we were in for trouble when there was the weird uh, metropol or metropolis book fair that Lex Luthor is throwing some sort of party for. That appears to be what it was for, right? Is libraries or something? Yeah, I would tell you what I would I would cut so fucking early from that party. I mean, what a weird affair! And yeah, it's attended by Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's there to I guess hack to break into files to break into apparently. The super secure, ha- holding all of the top secret files that are run by LexCorp, which are just in a basement room of his house with no lock. Anyone can just open the door and walk into the server room. Which seems like bad security for a, a billionaire. <laughs> you think at least invest in like a fourteen ninety nine button lock, you know, you can get at Home Depot. But no, just, just a big glass door you can walk through. Yeah, and I don't know why he has that fight. I guess it's because he's working with the government to establish a anti-superhero Well, that also includes thing. all of his, like... And see, this is the other thing that got me, is that's, like, Lex's personal server, too, which has information about the white Portuguese, which is illegally smuggling in the kryptonite. So, arguably, on right. the same drive, there's the information about Lex Luthor hiring whatever the, like, military group he was using to frame superman why doesn't batman see that like yeah, this drive fair. should have all of lex luther's plans on it because he does not know that he's being hacked it's not like he set this up with a fake computer because he knows that bruce wayne is batman and he'll invite him and he'll steal this information he has no clue so all of the information batman would need to be like oh my god lex luther is playing us is right there yeah and and but and, no. the- and, and theoretically I, I, he has come there to try and figure out what Lex is doing. That's why he's attended this stupid party. Mm-hmm. So why he goes to this party, goes into uh, his secret server room, what I assume is hack everything there is to know about Lex Luthor. And again, as you pointed out, find nothing about the plan that he's unfurling right now. And instead just finds files that aren't even from Lex. They're government files that Lex has, I guess, stolen? Or he, I, I think, or been given. 
I think some of the files he has, like he he found the picture of Wonder Woman because Lex is creating a database of metahumans that I guess he feels is a threat, which is sort of like one of Lex Luthor's things in the comics is he feels threatened by the fact that there's super powerful aliens and he wants humans to be the most powerful entity because he's human. And so there's like some of that in the comics. And I feel like that's what they were trying to do is like Lex is afraid of what will happen when there's metahumans and he wants to stop them. But it appears as he's just like cataloging them in little folders that he paid a graphic designer to make yeah. logos for that look like their comic book logos. Super nice of him to put to put together some logos for those characters. Really also, helpful. I, I would also like to say there could not be worse. And I mean this like worse evidence that a person may have lived for a long time than a photo from 1917 which would be so grainy and unrecognizable that no one would be like yeah that's definitely the same person we do a thing now um where we find old paintings that look like keanu reeves yes and and like old civil war photos and we're like look how old keanu reeves is but at that point at no point is the government being like my god keanu reeves is immortal (laughs) yeah they would just be like wow that's weird that that person looks so much like this lady who runs the louvre i believe is her Job so, in the so the biggest Wonder threat, Woman. the biggest threat to Wonder Woman's identity is a is a meme, is a meme, yes. is a meme that Batman found. <laughs> also, if you were to show me that picture, I'd be like, "That's not a real photograph." There's a woman dressed in like weird Greek battle armor, a guy dressed as like a cigar store Indian, another French, like an Algerian guy wearing a fez. This is clearly a bit. I don't get it, but like this is, you know, what I mean, like nobody this, in that picture yeah, this, looks like they're from World War One. <laughs> And it also leads to another question, which is like, what? I guess maybe we'll find out in the next movie because it's set in the eighties. But like, what has Wonder Woman been doing? Because it appears that no well, one knows she's here. Well, remember she said, and, and this is what I can't wait to see this movie because she makes a point of mentioning in this movie and in Wonder Woman that she stopped dealing and in, in being involved in humans' lives after World War One because it was so atrocious. She couldn't. She lost all faith in mankind. But then hung around for a hundred years working as a museum curator and then i guess sometimes fighting crime because she appears to run off to fight crime at the end of uh the wonder woman movie but that's also confusing because i mean if you needed a picture of her to prove she was a superhuman she's very identifiable you know what i mean it's like there's a lot of women who look like gail godot you know what i mean <laughs> so it's just so confusing and i think a lot of that i'm not going to blame them so much for that because i feel like her inclusion in this movie one i do not like the rush to cram these people in because she's just sort of thrown in as an afterthought and she's yeah, not she, really given anything to do and it's she disappointing. Shows, she appears to apparently also steal government files from Dr. Facebook's computer. Because and... she wants to get that JPEG back of a photo, which does not seem like it would matter. No. Again, like, I mean, if he has the JPEG once, he... It's a JPEG. It's probably in his email, too. You know what I mean? I'm sure he could find the copy again. It's not like you broke in and found the literal, only, like, you know, old plate photo they made. But that's sort of my disappointment with Wonder Woman is this, is she's given nothing to do. And then she's so cool in Wonder Woman, and you're like, oh, it would be as if in the first Avengers movie, it's just Captain America and Iron Man fighting aliens, and at the very end, Thor shows up and punches one of them into the sun, and then that's it. And then at the end, they're like, you should join a team. And they're like, okay. And that's just how the movie ends. And you'd be like, wow, that was a terrible use of a, of a one of the most important, you know, the big three characters. And that's how it feels. She shows up, 
slices up Doomsday a little. Someone kills him. She shows up to agree with Batman they could form a Justice League. Yep. And she shows up during the fight sequences, which we get at the end. We have... We have this movie is um, a lot of political drama and people staring at each other and talking about gods and powers and man, but not actually saying anything. And then finally, in the last act is a fucking... The last act, which is an hour long. Cacophony of fight sequences. That... I just want you, though, to understand. The end of this movie is like one long fight scene, and it is one hour long, and it is... It's so boring. I could not believe when it got to the end. And I was, I, 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 had, I saw this movie in theaters, unfortunately. And I, when I was watching it, and I paused it to be like, oh, good, I'm getting near the end. I also told Ben I, I rented this through YouTube because you can watch it at one and a half times the speed. <laughs> so I trimmed time out of this movie. And when I paused it, it said still had an hour left. And I knew what happened. I, I could not believe it. I thought, how can this movie go on for another hour? There's nothing of any value. There's a Batman fight scene, which is kind of cool. But it's like 10 minutes. So there's like 50 minutes worth of just nonsense shots of this guy exploding and punching stuff. And it's so bad, the end scenes. And it, it goes, I don't know, it's so... Here's the other thing that got me. So Doomsday. Doomsday in this, in this movie is created by Lex Luthor, who has taken over control of the ship by using General Zod's fingerprints and I guess has told the ship that it should listen to Lex Luthor, and for some reason, this ship's computer just says okay. Then he wants to create this thing that they call an abomination, which the computer tells him is illegal. That everyone on Krypton agreed they would never create this type of weapon again because they did it once, and it was so terrible, they all agreed to never do it again. And he says, no, go ahead and do it. And the computer goes, okay. Who built the fucking failsafe? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's so... Like, they were like, we need to outlaw this. But what if somebody just tells it to do it anyways? Basically, I guess there's nothing we can do that. Bas basically, Lex hopped on this Kryptonian computer, and a version of Clippy showed up and was like, it looks like you're trying to commit a war crime. Are you sure? <laughs> it would be as if, like, you went into lunch in Nuclear Warhead, and you were like, should I turn both keys? And he was like, well, I only have the one. And the computer was like, all right, man, I all guess right. you've got one. That's enough. Just, just... It's just no failsafe. And creating a thing which the computer tells him cannot be killed. There's nothing, like, this is an unstoppable machine. And he knows that it's, it'll kill Superman. But no then one can ki but, but here's the thing, yes. No one can kill Superman. That's the premise of this movie, is everyone's afraid because no one can stop Superman. If you make something that can kill Superman, what the fuck can kill the thing that you just made? If it killed the thing you're positive you can't win against. You've just created a bigger, worse problem and just let it run over. And that's what I, I, I hated about this movie is Lex Luthor's whole thing is like, you know, meta beans, people from space, they're the real enemies. And his end thing is, I will create the worst of all of them. And at the end, when Batman goes to see him in prison, He's like, it's too late. The dinner bell's been rung. They know we're here. It's like, yes, because you made Doomsday. That's what notified them. No one would have known we were here. You basically caused the thing that the whole movie told us you didn't want to happen. You, you're the cause of it. It makes no sense. You put all of humanity in peril because, again, I don't know why. Because I don't his, know what it, it, or who his, you are. Because it, it, the movie sets it up is that he wants to be able to stop Superman because he's afraid of like because you know what happened with zod and he even says when he talks about that painting because he's like you know devils don't come from the below they come from above and you're like oh okay 
He's scared of aliens coming to Earth and what they'll do. He then proceeds to use alien technology to create an alien that can't be killed, thus ensuring aliens will destroy human life, and notifies all other alien species that Earth is there and has metahumans on it because they kill this thing. He guarantees the thing he says he's afraid of happening. It, his character makes zero sense. No. And that's why I think he's not supposed to be smart. I think he's an idiot working at a company that isn't real. And if they, if they, and just, nobody tells the government because they're like the government doesn't need to know that this because it'll ruin our stock prices if we if, let people know that we're run by a moron. And if he was someone other than Lex Luthor, I'd be like an interesting character that like a rich maniac, like uh, essentially like foolishly creates uh, an apocalypse for the world because he's trying to uh, uh, show off that he he hates his dad. But it's it's, or yeah, it's not or like. It, it, but realizing it's, that in his goal to save, he makes the mistake of making it way worse. But it's not a random character. It's Lex Luthor. So yes. it's 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 really frustrating. <laughs> it's the man who's known for being a genius. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of and the more famous CC villains of all time because of his intelligence and incredible plans. And this one doesn't have a plan, much less an incredible one. And here's another reason why I think it's quite possible that Lex Luthor is a moron and just really rich and nobody wants to tell the shareholders that he's an idiot. The scene at their party, this was, I don't know if this, if this got you at all, but to me, I had to pause it because I could not believe it. Lex Luthor shows up after giving the world's worst speech in which he seems to be having a stroke on stage, comes off, everybody's just like, well, that was weird, and goes back to partying. He walks up as Clark Kent is trying to talk to Bruce Wayne, and he said, oh, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne, I love bringing people together. How in the any realm of anything would he know who the fuck clark kent is we know clark kent is charged with covering high school football for the daily planet do you think like jeff bezos knows the guy who covers high school football in the seattle like newspaper no i mean it's not like clark kent is lois lane if she had been there would make sense she's like you know a famous reporter yes kent is a dude who is given the shittiest stories for a newspaper that admits it's going out of business. <laughs> At one point when uh, Perry White's like, he's like, people don't read it. He's like, nobody reads newspapers. Like, he's even like, yeah, we're a joke. So cover high school fo- football. And it's like, it's just, I could not believe. And then it was just all for like the fan service of being like, oh, you guys know, though, that it's Clark Kent and and Batman, it's Superman and Batman together. But I don't care on any grounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's just so weird that the efforts they went to to try to like wink to the audience. Yeah, and I find it I find it insulting because it's not that I expect these movies to introduce people with no awareness of superheroes to who these characters are. That's impossible. You know, Marvel movies don't do that. You you have to come with some pre-existing knowledge of what's what's going on uh, or who Batman is to survive one of these movies. But I do expect them to help me like understand why they're motivated to do the things they do because again like the fact that superman finds it as such an injustice that he has to kill somebody is only is only earned because we watch we we've read comics for decades about that you know what i mean like and 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 same with batman and this movie doesn't get any of that nuance in it it just tries to capitalize on it and uh, I, I feel like too the main one of the probably the biggest problems with this movie is I felt like it tried to answer all of the criticisms of Man of Steel with what without understanding the criticism of Man of Steel, 
Like, people were like, no, Superman's black and white. Like, he would have killed Zod, even though it would have pained him to do it, because he would know that's the right thing to do. He can't let all of Earth die just to save the last person of his species. He can't let it happen. So he would make that decision, and it would probably bother him, but he wouldn't be, like, as torn as he is in that movie and unwilling to be Superman, because that's not who Superman is. That's sort of the premise of the character, <laughs> is, you know, he's the best of everybody. He's, like, you know, just the the moral ground of the DC universe. And so people were like, I don't like that he kills all these people, and then he has a hard time killing this one dude. It doesn't make any sense. So instead, they go the opposite to be like, well, he'd be bad. He'd be mad there'd be a Batman. It's like, yeah, he'd be mad there'd also be child like sex traffickers. Why isn't he stopping them? Like, you can't have him be against one person specifically. I, I just and then like their need to explain that like nobody's being hurt in this big fight. It's just like, don't make there be this dumb big fight. It's pointless. Like the movie could have just been about Batman versus Superman. Why was there a Doomsday scene? Like, what did killing Superman serve? Because they before the trailer, before the credits even roll they make sure to let you know that Superman's still alive. So it's like, what was right. the point of putting in all of that for nothing? Um, another thing that I have to, to ask, Pogues, about the big final fight scene that we feel is a hour-long waste of our time uh, is um, why did they go to the special effects studio that worked on this film and said, uh, here's some pictures of Doomsday, from the comics pretty pretty cool right can you instead make uh, a snot nose gray hulk and um just well, kind of make him just take some bones to him yeah can you can you make him can you do like this but bad that no one will like because that's one thing i read like some reviews and there there is actually somewhat of a polarizing response to jesse eisenberg some find him eccentric representation of what a modern business mogul would look like some people obviously hated them, uh, like we did. There's a lot of division. I couldn't find a single person who was excited about how they treated Doomsday at the end of this movie. By origin, by yes. look, how he didn't fight interesting. You know what I mean? There was nothing yeah. redeeming and, about that And character. that's the problem, I think, with a, a, like a lot of the DC movies is, is their need for every fight scene to look. And I, this, I think, is the Snyder of it all. Like, he can't just have a scene where, like, Superman and another person who's as strong as him are, like, fighting each other, like, in an actual fight. They have to be flying through buildings. They have to be thrown through the ground. Half the time in the fight, you can't tell what's going on. It's just a blur of, like, smoke and fire and a really bad CGI doomsday, and occasionally something zip by and knocks it over, and then they just show a shot of Wonder Woman or Superman being thrown into something. And it's just like, so the fights are super boring. Batman basically disappears during the entire end fight scene because they were like, well, we, he can't really do anything against Doomsday because we didn't really think about this. Doomsday is brought in just to kill S Superman so that he dies at the end of this movie. There's no other reason. You know what I mean? Like, he's not hes not the reason that, Super, that Batman and Superman make up. They've already made up because he finds out Lex Luthor's the bad guy. So the only reason Doomsday is there is to kill Superman so that Superman can be dead at the beginning of Justice League for some reason which I haven't seen Justice League, but it just feels like, why kill a character just so he's dead at the beginning of another movie? It's so pointless. And that probably brings us to what is an important final point about this entire film, is that uh, often the interceding films uh, uh, in longer trilogies feel like incomplete, like, like incomplete experiences. Like you're just getting people reacting to stuff that happened, the weight of things that happened in a previous movie 
no new things happen really and they just start to begin to engineer plot points for a bigger movie on the other side you know what i mean it's just a complete through way we don't get we don't get a, a ton of weight or experience we don't really go for a ride we just are reminded of stuff that happened and then are introduced to new ideas that we won't see anything of them until the next film uh, some marvel movies have experienced that this movie is all that Here's, here's, yeah, and my problem with this is this movie is basically like as if they tried to start the Marvel Cinematic Universe at Civil War. Like, that was just the first movie. And you were like, who the fuck are all these people and how do they know each other? Like, you have yes. no buildup. It's just like, here's a new version of Batman. This isn't the Nolan Batman, so don't think it's the Nolan Batman. And you're like, oh, okay. Here's Superman. He was in one woman, one movie. Here's Wonder Woman. She'll be in a movie later. It'll be better than these, at least. Um, and then we'll introduce that there's other superhumans via a quick time movie for each one of them. And you just, it's so bad. And, and that's what I mean is like everything in this movie is unearned. They just wanted to set up the Justice League without doing any of the legwork, which is really, really confusing. And why I think the Justice League in this movie are bad. Like, why couldn't they have just waited and filmed this movie after they released Wonder Woman? It came out like six months later or something. Why didn't it they does... just push it back and release it a year later? It does feel like a committee was just like trying to string in all their future plans into one movie. And there wasn't a single creative, you know, entity that was sort of trying to, to filter that into a in, into a functional plot. It was just sort of. Um, and yeah, was, and then you, you see what happens. Like Batman shows up in uh, Suicide Squad for like four seconds and you're like, oh, so is, I guess Ben Affleck's going to be Batman. No, he doesn't want to do it anymore because these movies are really poorly received. So now we're just going to relaunch Batman with a whole other actor. And we don't know if they'll tie into these movies yet. Like, they just haven't... They're so eager to try to get the money that Marvel's making. They didn't bother to sit down and look and be like, oh, this is how Marvel did it. They started off with one movie, and it did well. And so they build on it. And then they introduce another character and another character. And then they did the group film. And they introduced, like, the second-tier characters in that film. Because you really... I mean... What backstory do you need to know for Hawkeye? Oh, he works for S.H.I.E.L.D. and he uses a bow and arrow? I don't need any more than that, you know? And that's what they could have done. They could have picked some of these people and been like, oh, okay, this this guy, you know, this guy's a hawk. Or, you know, Cyborg was a soldier and he was wounded and they turned him into a robot. You probably don't need a whole movie for that. And they could have done that, but instead they jump right to, they're already a team and you have no connection to any of these characters, and they all seem to just be acting independently of each other. And Batman's kind of, like, all done with doing Batman, even though this is the first time you're meeting this Batman. Yes. Which is also kind of a lame way to begin. Like, why start with the Dark Knight, if that's what you're trying to do? That is sort of, like, the culmination of all the Batman that's come from, like, so so many eras of Batman. Why, why go straight to that? Like, hey, here's Batman who's sick of doing this. <laughs> Yes, and and I also like that Perry White makes it sound like nobody gives two shits that there's a Batman, and they never have. As if a man dressed as a gigantic bat fighting crime would not be on newspapers everywhere. It would be such a... But he's like, nobody cares about Batman. It's like, wait, what? I understand, like, Superman showed up, but I think Is people he, would still be like, there's a dude dressed he, as a bat. He's like space shuttle launches now. Where an incredible, yeah, nobody cares. An incredible feat that no one tunes into. <laughs> I guess maybe you're right, but that's what kind of gets me. And then it's as if like when uh, Clark Kent like shows up, it's it's like he's been alive all this time. He lived in Metropolis, which apparently is literally right across a bay. Uh, like yeah, it's New Jersey so. to New York. And he seems, when they're like the Batman, he's like, who's this fellow? 
It's like, how would you not know? <laughs> like, it would be so, like, it'd just be so crazy not to know about a guy fighting crime dressed as a bat. It's not even like he's fighting crime. <laughs> he's dressed as a fucking bat. It's just so weird that they're like, yeah, it's real blasé. I mean, that's how I felt about this movie, so maybe yeah. it does make sense. I feel like uh, Perry White has a line that sums up this movie really well. Uh, when Clark Kent goes to say he wants to do an article about the Batman, he says, Clark Kent versus the Batman? No one cares. I was like, <laughs> you're right. No one cares. Yeah, I, I think both that or the fact that uh, the feature of this film, the the, the, the culmination of the entire uh, two two and a half some hours uh, is sort of a giant gray shapeless blob that just um, clumsily bludgeons through things to make explosions happen. I think that right there is uh, the entire movie. <laughs> I did just realize, though, this is so pointless. Superman kills him just the way King Arthur kills his son in the movie Excalibur, which is he pulls himself through a spike to stab him further. <laughs> Oh, it's awesome. it's all layers, guys. You know what? I love this that, movie now. That, that sounds really cool. Hold on. Rent Excalibur. <laughs> okay. There's boobs and then a man pulls himself through a lance <laughs> hey, to stab hey, hey. his bastard son. You had me at gratuitous nudity. I think I have everything I need. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's going to wrap it up. I will say one thing because I, I, I do not like this movie, but I didn't think Ben Affleck's Batman was bad. I will say that. No, I did not. Well, again, I think his character's given nothing to do, but I didn't think Ben Affleck did a bad job as Batman in this film. Absolutely not. The short rundown is that the people who play the heroes do good jobs doing those heroes. It's just that they don't have any realm to behave in that gives it merit. Yeah, Uh, and and like in my mind, there was a—I don't know if anybody ever read it. There was a thing I'm gonna call—I think it was Blackest Night, the one where the sun, the, the sun in the DC universe dies. And there, like Kevin Smith wrote for DC at the time, and he did a story where it's Superman and Batman are together, and Superman's just a regular person now because there's no sun to fuel him. And Batman's talking to him, and they have this really interesting dialogue where Batman's like, oh, this must be really interesting to find out that you don't have powers and you can catalog all sorts of new things like pain. And Clark Kent's like, why would somebody catalog all the types of pain they feel? And Batman's like, I've cataloged 619 different types of pain. And Superman just looks at him, and there's, like, these great moments where the two of them interact because Superman's, like, really nice and happy and, you know, moral, and then Batman's really sad and grumpy and, you know, willing to do whatever he has to to get... And it's like, that. I would have much... I would have loved a movie like that if it was just grumpy Batman and, like, an upbeat Superman fighting crime, fighting Lex Luthor. That would have been great. Yeah, replace the V with an ampersand, and I'm in. Yeah, it Batman been, and Superman. It would have been so much better. Yeah, I agree. Or I guess, you know, this also should have been called like Batman versus Superman followed by Wonder Woman and Superman and Batman versus Doomsday. And the Flash wiggles around in a a bright portal at one point. Oh my god, the Flash forward thing would have been interesting if it ever came back up and if Batman made any effort to figure out what happened. Like there is a scene in which he's traveled to another world. He has a dream about these flying soldiers and... He's trying to kill Superman, and Superman kills him. And he wakes up, and Flash is like teleporting through time to tell him he has to save Lois Lane, which never comes up. And a Batman's reaction is just in, like in a dream sequence, by the way, which is just I think illegal. And, and then, but then he's just like, huh? Yeah, yeah. No doesn't to it. doesn't try to. He he just is like ah, that was weird. Oh hey, it turns out the white Portuguese is a boat. No part of Batman. 
is at all intrigued by what he thinks may have been a vivid dream of the future and a man traveling through time telling him information that he couldn't possibly know unless he was from the future. Because Batman doesn't know who Lois Lane is yet. He doesn't know Superman's Clark Kent. Somehow. <laughs> World's greatest detective. Guy's wearing eyeglasses. He can't spot him in a crowd. <laughs> so I guess then this wraps it up, Ben. I, we got to ask, would you recommend people watch this movie? Oh, well, look, it's been well established that you and I are not fans of how DC is doing their movies. So it's probably not a surprise to anyone who started this episode that we didn't find ourselves thrilled by it. That said, it wasn't like a train wreck. It was just poorly built. And like we said, you know, the individual characters doing their parts is decent. Uh, so if you are even remotely invested in uh, Man of Steel or the one, uh, you know other Wonder Woman f- films, more than just that you liked the movie itself, but you liked what was happening, what was being constructed, then, I mean, yeah, this is like, this would be like skipping one of the major Marvel movies while watching all of them. Uh, you'd probably want to see it. If you just kind of liked the old Superman movies or kind of have a passing uh, enjoyment of Batman, do, do not do not waste two and a half hours it's not there you won't yeah, find it i would say this if you were a fan of like nolan's batman or even the the terrible you know original batman trilogy or whatever movie is when quartet i guess i don't know or if you liked wonder woman this is not a movie you're going to enjoy because it's not those movies it's really sloppy the only thing that's really worth watching i would recommend is um Look up the Batman fight scenes. They're kind of interesting. They're not great, but they're at least kind of interesting. He's really sloppy. He gets shot a lot, but his armor's entirely bulletproof, I guess, so he's fine. But those are, like, the only interesting parts. Him and Superman fighting's kind of cool. It ends really dumb when it, you know, thank God his mother's name was Martha. If it was, like, Tina, Superman would be dead right now, and she'd be that, on fire. That, that scene is so, is so ridiculously mocked by everyone in the world that I didn't even feel necessary to even bring it Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah it's just it's universally dumb uh but yeah i would recommend like i said i watched it at one and a half speed and the movie's almost three hours long and during it i was like this movie's too long and i was watching it in a condensed version so i cannot recommend people watch it plus it was four fucking dollars to rent so it was yeah, definitely not I, worth four dollars i think i would actually probably recommend watching it at zero time speed if that if that uh, checks out that's my recommendation that means don't watch it 